Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. But today, I've got a cool co-host today that's going to help me introduce our companies, Ross Nelson. Thanks, Patrick. I really appreciate being part of the show today. Yeah, for sure, man. And you know, just so everybody knows, Ross and I linked up over on LinkedIn. I loved his diverse background in procurement, which we're going to get into a little bit. But uh, Terra Exports and Road Connect are our two interviews today, which we are going to talk with Lee Seward, the president of Grow Connect, about some of his connections and how he's revolutionizing the produce industry with his new online platform, connecting buyers and decision makers. Then we're going to talk to Terra Exports. That's right, Neil Goldschmidt, president and CEO of Terra Exports and our fancy partner. So our fancy partner is going to give a little bit of insight of their organization and what they're doing in the produce and supply chain industry. But before that, Ross, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing well, Patrick. How are you doing today? Uh, Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. You know, we linked up a few weeks ago. We talked a little produce banter back and forth. And really, we talked about this uh, ever new changing world of procurement man about what's happening buying and who's really buying what's actually being said behind the scenes who's pulling the puppet strings and you know we had some pretty good talk wouldn't you say man very very much so yeah there's a lot going on in in today's world Um, a lot of things that are happening you know a lot of the cycles that everyone's been used to have all been changed up Uh, you know there's a lot of things that COVID has forced us to look at and uh, adapt to 100% dude I mean think about it like this we went from I mean I say we but the industry went from selling all of these restaurants chain stores uh, retail partners right all of their crop right not all but with limited food waste and it went to a complete stop and you know even you and I were talking about it uh, last week we were saying you know it's it's more of like a, a procurement office but it's more of like an order taker now i mean what, what would we call it like what, what is procurement doing right now uh with all the loss of business well you know from what i've been seeing is that you know nobody you know, within the supply chain really wants to hold the inventory everybody is uh just you know kind of going with the flow you know some weeks are great some weeks are are down a lot uh, a lot of options have changed you know, you look at what, uh, how people are buying groceries these days, the online option has really changed things. You know, uh, a lot of the stores only want to carry the essentials. We've really lost that impulse and that, uh, you know, display purpose sale. You know, we're not getting the traffic in the stores that we used to. So, you know, there's a lot of things that people are having to look at and change. And the main thing is, you know, the, the essentials are what's the big focus these days. You know, the specialty has really been hit hard. Uh, from what I've been seeing. You know, Ross, and you have been a director of procurement at a few good, I would say, uh, retailers, and you've had to put some strategy in place to increase your produce department with all these other departments, and you talked about impulse buys. I mean, really, walking into the store 
is more of a journey, not just buying something, right? Is because there are, there's the impulse buys, there's the advertisements, the marketing that draws that customer into the store. Am I right? Oh, you're absolutely right. You know, when you look at it is we, we always went to uh, market with a strategy, you know, with uh, displays and signs and all of that. But when you have all of these shoppers now doing the shopping for, you know, people who are just pulling up and picking it up or, or delivering it to their door, you know, they're not, they're not worried about the displays. They're not looking at that. So we have to look at different things of how are we going to get that extra sale um, online? You know, what, what's going to be the new strategy? What's going to be the new plan for that? Um, you know, because there was a lot of extra sales that you picked up through sampling and tie-ins and all of that. And you can't do that virtually. No, you can't. And I think now, I think the stores might start have to market to these direct-to-consumer companies. So if there's a Instacart or a DoorDash or one of these companies that's out picking up the fruit, you almost have to market to them and put a sign up there and be like, are you an Instacart picker? Check out the, check out these buys or check out this. You know what I mean? Just so they can start letting Instacart know or letting whoever else know that there's other impulse buys out there. Or maybe the apps can have one of those sections where they can snap a picture of an impulse buy or something at the store that's recommended for them. You know what I mean? Because I can tell you in my impulse buying has completely gone down and really you know where my impulse buying has gone to ross 7-eleven you know what i mean it's gone to wawa because if i go to Publix or i go to walmart i do my shopping i get it picked up or delivered but then all of a sudden maybe i want a, a soda you know what i mean i could have gotten that at the store if i went shopping right on my way out i grab a convenience soda or a convenience coffee boom i'm done now i'm not doing that but i'm then going to 7-eleven you know get some gas and i'll run in and grab a soda Pretty crazy, yeah. huh? Little difference in shopping uh, patterns. Very much so, yeah. Because you know you would you have to put all your you know necessities on these days when you're going into the stores and you're trying to get in and get what you need and get out as quickly as possible. You can't do sampling and all of those tools that we used to have are now put back in the toolbox. So now we have to find the new tools that we can use in today's environment. You know, maybe it's more um, direct consumer coupons. You know, where hey, uh, try this or what's hot or the best flavor, you know, there's, there's gotta be new tools that we have to develop and use to market. you know, what's in season, what's hot and what's of the, the best pick right now. Oh, hundred percent. And you know what? There's going to be a couple cool things coming up. I listened to another podcast earlier this morning and it talked about food trucks. One thing, if I can give a recommendation is to any of these stores and tell me, Ross, jump in anytime. Tell me if I'm just completely crazy. Okay. But Food trucks aren't going away for the restaurant industry. You know what? Lucky's, uh, Sprouts, uh, all these different companies that are out there, or we're out there, Kroger, all of you guys. I'd be getting food trucks and have that as my sampling outside of the store in the parking lot for some of the things that are inside the store. Call me crazy, but I, every time I see a food truck, there's still 10 people in line. They're standing six feet in distance, but you could still serve some of those menu items in the store right outside the store. Am I, what do you, I don't know. What do you think? Am I crazy or no? No, I actually, uh, you hit on something that I actually just saw yesterday was a uh, Chick-fil-A food truck set up in a Walmart parking lot. I couldn't believe it. Oh my goodness. Um, and and they, they had the truck and everything set up there at the very end of the, of the parking lot. And you could just walk up and get your order and be on your way. So, you know, Stop the big it. box stores, the big box stores, you know, I've seen a little bit of sampling, but it's all the package things. So do we, 
do we now look at produce and package samples, you know, apple slices and those kinds of things that are in packages? Do we now have to look at different things to how to get samples, you know, to get that flavor because, you know, we're missing out on a lot of, of sales that we could be getting with, uh, we had different tools to capture them. Yeah, for sure. And even I was in Whole Foods yesterday with the wife and kids. Uh, we stopped in there. Ready? Oh my gosh, I just thought about this. We were actually on our way to PetSmart. My dog turned 11 years old yesterday, my bulldog. And we went to go get him a cake, uh, one of those dog treat cakes. But guess what we did, Ross? We stopped at Whole Foods to go get a lemonade. We were like, oh, let's go to, we can jump into Whole Foods. We know they've got their, you know, they got lemonades and they have organic, well, all kinds of good juices and drinks that you have, right? But yeah. that was one of my uh, impulse buys of going and getting the lemonade at Whole Foods. But just walking into Whole Foods and seeing some of their setup, right? You still have to go, you can still order your, your food if you want a sandwich, uh, just like at the other rest, uh, restaurants, the other retailers, but you can't self-serve, right? All the self-serving stations are still closed, but you can still order it and then have it packaged and set for you, right? So it, that was still interesting to me. It's still happening. It's just happening in a different way. Well, and one, one thing I just thought about is what about the salad bars? You know, uh, I was in a number of retailers recently and only one of them was actually using the salad bar for anything. Uh, the front part had watermelon on ice and then the rest of it had the Bing juice. What about putting little samples in the little deli cups with lids and putting it on ice and, and using that real estate that's already in a store for something to help drive some sales? Yeah, that, I think that's a great idea, right? Because everybody's starting to do that in the restaurants. I, I went out for... Japanese food a couple weeks ago and instead of giving like the sauces on the table I went to the hibachi you know how they put the ginger sauce and and the white mm -hmm. sauce and all that around the table well they didn't they actually gave us little cups so they're actually giving those in little cups already so that's a great point and um, that'd be a perfect opportunity I mean just like where you see all the juices at they're all in there put your samples in there that's a great idea put a little sticker over it right that seals it uh, of course right just like they would in the fresh cut department but that actually yep great idea to sample some of the items and then have those items in the store like hey on aisle seven you can pick up you know option a b or c for this sample and then it's already pre-packaged goods which is another one one thing of not touching it and being and being safe and healthy so um i think that's a great idea i think i really do now it's just yeah, gotta get mean, some of these guys to get get on it yeah because i know at, at a number of store openings that i was a part of sampling we, we would just drive sales through sampling. We would have a, a man person there and we would pick a, you know, different item that someone didn't have, uh, uh, Rambutan, lychees, you know, any of those specialty items that people are too nervous to try themselves. You get them to taste it and then they buy it. And we're missing a lot of those boats right now just due to, you know, the environment we're in. So we've got to re-engineer re our tools and go after it. 100% agree, man. Well, listen, I want to thank you for stopping by today, coming on the show and helping me introduce Terra Exports and Grow Connect. Now, these are two companies that you are going to want to listen to because they will help enhance your produce business, especially Grow Connect. It is a cool new platform that connects buyers and sellers. So, Ross, you got to check this out too, is because as I was going through the website, this Grow Connect and, and Lee Seward's going to hit me for saying this. But it's almost like I saw it as like a new Instagram for the produce industry, except only connecting the buyers and the sellers, right? So it's really putting decision makers on a platform to have intimate conversation and to see product 
and availability without having to go through price sheets, all this, you know, oh, send me pictures, this. It's really, really, really just narrowing down buying and selling with your relationship online. As well as Terra Exports, oh geez, they're in over 26 countries worldwide, distributing almost from A to Z. So without further ado, let's get these guys on the line. And Ross, I appreciate you stopping by today. Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate you having me. Hey, Lee, welcome to the show. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Ah, man, doing fantastic and always glad to have you and talk to you outside of the LinkedIn community, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we have good chat, good conversation. Yeah. So, you know what? I always like to tell our listeners how we met, you know, and it's all about relationships in the produce and supply chain industry. And I actually found Grow Connect on LinkedIn from some of Lee's posts. So he was making posts a few months ago, right in the COVID, uh, talking about supply chains, talking about where to get your product from, relationships. And he always tags people to engage these conversations. Well, I ended up engaging one of those conversations. And then now Lee and I have created a relationship started talking together more on LinkedIn and off LinkedIn. Um, but really, Lee has Grow Connect, as we spoke about earlier. And I started navigating the site over the last couple of days. And it's really cool what Lee and Grow Connect is doing. I mean, the site can give you everything from company names, buyers, logistics companies, growers, farmers, everything from their website to the actual contact name of the buyer and the decision maker. So Lee, I loved navigating the site. You were kind of giving me some more information uh, pre-mic or you know, pre-recording as, uh, as I say. And I was trying to navigate a little bit more. But as you were kind of guiding me, I want to give our listeners kind of this 30,000 foot overview of Grow Connect and what you've been doing with this organization. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for letting me talk about it. So uh, Grow Connect is, is, is just what, what you were just explaining. Uh, it's, it's a site that's based on creating relationships and it's focused in the agriculture industry. And we have growers, we have members that are on the site that are growers, distributors, retailers, uh, transportation, uh, logistics, and also miscellaneous. There's bankers that are on there that uh, do agricultural loans. And we have other companies that feed, that make different parts and components for growers or, or distributors. And uh, the site's set up where it connects, say, a grower who's looking to sell to a buyer that could be a distributor, or if that grower is able to package and go straight to retail, then retail. And it's not a place like a LinkedIn or Facebook uh, that is a chat area uh, or, or blogging. We don't have that because they do that very well and we're not competing. But what we are is a streamlined location where you can hook up with decision makers. You can connect with decision makers and buy or sell instantly from your phone. Uh, it's easy to use and you can be anywhere and you're connecting with, with people all over the globe. Uh, we're focusing right now on the U.S. and building our Latin America division and European as well. So we're expanding every day, and uh, and it's fun. And you know, it's a place where you're connecting with decision makers and building relationships and expanding your ability to buy or sell. I mean, the more connections that you have to deal makers, the 
better you can pivot when something happens, such as COVID. Very true. I mean, I, I, I say very true just like that because I'm still navigating the site as you're talking to, because as you're talking, I'm going, oh, wait, yeah, you can do that. Oh, wait, look at that. So I, I see as this pandemic hit us very, very hard, right? And people's relationships were being tested. I keep hearing that a lot. I don't know if you're hearing that, but they're like, oh, relationships are so key at this point. People seem to think that they've had to see each other in person all the time to keep a relationship going. But things like this is how you keep relationships going all year long, regardless of a pandemic, right? And I think people were hitting this pandemic of how do we communicate? And so navigating this site, I mean, look, I mean, Lee, I'm looking at it right now and looking at your affiliates with IBM Food Trust. Can you give us a little bit of background on that? Because I think it'd be interesting for our listeners to know that. Yeah. So IBM is uh, created the Food Trust blockchain and it tracks the progression of uh, seed right through to, uh, you know, lettuce sitting on a uh, store shelf and where it was distributed, how long it sat in storage. Uh, the trucking process uh, or days, and uh, it's very thorough. Uh, it's very easy to use, and you know they're a very trustworthy company. They've been around forever, and we've aligned. You know we're they're IBM and we're Grow Connect. But what Grow Connect is trying to do is not just cre- give members access to sales and increase their their income, but we also want to give them offers and discounts to affiliated companies, and IBM is one of them. So members are able to connect with IBM and try out the blockchain, you know, for free. So there's a free trial to try it out. Uh, We're able to leverage our membership uh, size and offer discounts, and that's what this is about. We're, you know, we're looking for different things. We're actually exploring right now electric semi-trucks as well and seeing what type of uh, you know, feedback there is from our members and what kind of interest they have. And, uh, and we're speaking with uh, the manufacturers to see what they can offer our members as a group type of uh, discount. So, uh, you know, and it's going to be, you know, we have IBM, we have, we're working on the electric semis, and then there'll be other things that pop up. This will be reoccurring, you know, cool stuff and, 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 and things that would be very helpful to our members. Well, it's like you said, value, right? You're creating value within the supply chain in a different way. Because like, just think about all these new networking groups or associations. When you sign up with them, um, they claim to give you so much out of their groups, right? Um, now you're giving them, when they sign up, you're giving them a clickable uh, button to go, hey, listen, here's your free trial now. Um, once you're in and once you're here, you've got all these in uh, data that you can go through, the account type, you can look uh, country type, state type, crop type. You can look for anybody to find a member, right? And you're providing value to where they're able to make more money. And then you're giving them discounts on future products that they could use to help them make more money. Am I, am I right or am I wrong here, right? <laughs> no, you're exactly right. That's it. It's more specific to this industry and, and to this process. And, you know, there's other membership programs that will help you you know, give you updated news and they're all needed. We have our own niche. We fit with all of the other niches and uh, we accent, you know, your, your business. We completely accent your business. 
So let's talk a global scale because this seems as right now, as I'm looking through this uh, site, uh, you're already putting country in here, meaning that there's going to be other countries, Puerto Rico, Mexico, India, Dominican Republic. What do you see on a global scale, Lee? I mean, I'm, we talked a little bit off the mic about where you're thinking about going in the upcoming years. On a global scale, what can Grow Connect be in the next few years? Uh, we should be able to be a, a go-to place tool for the industry globally. And meaning that, you know, the U.S. right now imports double what it exports. Uh, other countries are, you know, feeding into the U.S. And we're going to streamline and allow people to connect with outside countries, outside vendors. They'll facilitate you know, the, the deals are always facilitated through the members. We don't get involved in, in any sort of percentage or we, we, we just don't get involved in that. Your, your information is your own. It's private. And we, we guard everybody. Um, but you'll be able to connect with anybody anywhere. We have people from other countries that import to the U.S. And if you're a distributor, if you're a retail you know, outlet, you can connect directly with these. It's one place to go to. And, you know, today to make these connections, you're dealing either with uh, advertising, you're spending a lot of time with sales and searching and creating leads. And we basically will bring deals and deal makers together all over the globe. All right. So then I, I got the tough question here because, you know, my family, my organization sells citrus. Okay. And we've sold citrus for a long time. And I can tell you there's companies that I've never been into because of their buyers. It's just how they communicate. And in this industry, everybody is probably that's listening now is going, oh yeah, here we go. The buyer question's coming up because that is a problem within our industry is that buyers are reluctant to answer the phone or reluctant to go new ways. And as you say on your website, you know, uh, the pandemic hit everybody in a way that they don't want to have all their eggs in one basket, right? And I don't think that the buyers do. I just think that it's very hard to connect with a lot of these buyers that are out there because um, either they're the old school buyers like we talked about, right? Um, you've got the baby boomers that are still running organizations, but you have still younger baby boomers that are still on the buy-in and sales desk. How do we get through that and penetrate that? Or are you just looking for people that want to be on the site to be on the site? Um, because I, I just, do you see a big, large retailer joining this site and putting all their buyers on it? Or are you looking for more the mom and pop organizations or the small uh, retailers to join this site? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, I'm seeing this as a couple parts. And I have to say the metrics on the site, the majority of my users are, uh, 50 and up. So, uh, and then it scales down at each age bracket below, believe it or not. So, uh, very few younger generation, uh, people are using this. And I think that's because most of the decision makers, uh, and deal makers are, you know, uh, my age and, and up. And, uh, so, you know, which is good, you know, and, and that's what we want. We want to connect with people that are making decisions to streamline that, that lead that, you know, not streamline the lead, but create the deal. And, you know, the other aspect I think is how does the industry function? You're getting price sheets. You're, it's, it's a relationship connection. 
I mean, that's how you do business in any type of industry. And that's how this industry has been. And on top of that, you have, you know, I'm sure people are leery with compliance issues from outside the U.S. And that's what we're working on right now so that people that are members outside of the U.S. are in, the, you know, registered in the compliance issues, uh, sorry, the compliance regulations so they can deal directly with those large retailers because this is good for large retailers and streamlines their ability to connect with multiple people and having access to multiple people offsets any sort of spike in demand um, or shortage, supply shortages and whatnot, such as what COVID showed. And our uh, compliance regulations will, you know, cut out those people you wouldn't want to deal with, you know? So that's the, we're trying to, bring quality members and give them access all over the world. And that, that's the goal. And that's what we're working on with setting up in Latin America and in Europe right now. We're not going everywhere right away. There's been people uh, in other countries that have reached out and really want us to uh, you know, start operating in their country, but we're, we're taking it bit by bit. And, uh, and just trying to be really good at what we're doing in the countries that we're focused on right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the, the main focus is building the relationships. Because uh, like I said, I mean, and it's funny, I think that it all spans on where you come from and where your process is within, you know, your business, you know, our business, it, it's, it's very funny. It's like, I was a buyer at, at a very young age. Like my, my dad put me on the buying desk in my early 20s. And we were making, I mean, myself, I was probably making million dollar deals at the age of 21. And I look at this site and I'm like, man, if I could have found out who those buyers were, because a lot of times, what do you think I was doing? You know, my dad put me in charge. It was his business. He's like, hey, this is your job. This is what you're doing. And then finally I had to go, you know, go to the processors, go to the retailers. I'd start with one person because, right, that's how you did it back then. Remember, you would yes. call and say, you would go, hey, how are you? My name's da 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 da. I'm, you know, I sell this, you know, and then next thing you know, you got one email address, then it went to the third email address, you know, maybe before you even got somebody. And I think that is dead now. I think cold calling is dead. I think uh, that people can spend more valuable time. And on that note that you said is bringing valuable relationships together. It's hard to do that, just making all those tough cold calls here and here and here and here and here. And then that takes time, right, Lee? I mean, think about how much time every single week, if you were to cold call 20 people and you were to get through that third call, you would not do anything else but be talking to those 20 people's conversations. Am I right? Yeah, you would spend an enormous amount of time, uh, you know, sourcing people to talk to, trying to get them on the phone, trying to get them to respond, and then, you know, working and trying to build a relationship. And it'll take a long time. And, you know, we all were brought up in the school of hard knocks there, right? Knocking on doors and, and being told no. And, uh, you know, what we're trying to facilitate is a location, one location where deal makers in this industry are at and they're all compliant with the standards and regulations that are put in place today with, with different retailers. And if you are a small company, and you are looking to expand, this is right at your fingertips. You know, we have people that will interact with you to expand. 
uh, from, you know, sourcing uh, produce and fruit so you can sell it to more places to, you know, uh, connections, wholesale connections to sell. So, uh, you know, it's a win-win for every side of the coin here and every size company. You know, it's not segregated or, 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 or defined to one sort of, of size. It's open to everybody. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's a way of, of, of making that connection quickly and, and easily. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I like what you're doing here. I think it's going to be great. Um, I think that as the, we keep improving, you know, our industry within technology and I say forcing it on them, but coming out with new innovative ideas that we can put in front of everybody, then times will change a little bit quicker. And I spoke to nature sweet tomatoes over the last couple of weeks too on one of my podcasts. And it was funny because we spoke about that too, is that the technology in our industry, right? That a lot of other industries are already doing these things. And uh, it's, it's like, when are we going to say, all right, let's embrace this and move forward. So, and, th- and think about embracing things and moving forward. What about opportunities, Lee? I mean, this site obviously has a lot of opportunities in it. Can you give us a couple specific opportunities that you could think of that have happened within the site to give our listeners on kind of like a teaser of it? Well, I mean, you know, going back with COVID, we've, been able to facilitate connections where the normal food chain uh, supply line, like their normal connections weren't buying or, or selling, you know, they weren't having access to, to uh, different uh, types of produce or fruit. And from them uh, reaching out, becoming a member, they were able to facilitate deals with other people. They opened up doors to new people. And that's what this is about. It's, it's giving people, options to multiple buyers you know so you're you're not just dealing with it's okay to deal with who you're dealing with but you know it's it's cyclical with any business so uh you know people get promoted the person you're dealing with gets promoted or somebody else comes around i mean this gets you keeps you constantly moving uh if you want that you know if if you're complacent i see a lot of i do see a lot of complacency in this industry and, uh, you know, I think it's just everybody's good with how things are. Um, but if you're looking to improve and you want to buffer any downside, this is the place to go. GrowConnect.com is the place to go to make those connections and keep thriving. I love it, Lee. I do. I, and I think that it's going to thrive very, very well. And I think that once people get enhanced to the site and they know about it, they're going to join it. And that's another thing, you know, speaking about relationships too. I mean, if you're on LinkedIn right now and you see someone tagging you in conversation, because that was one thing I was going to bring up, Lee, a lot of the conversations that we have on either LinkedIn or anywhere else need to be authentic, right? And it's so funny because LinkedIn has been a very powerful tool, I think, for the produce and supply chain industry during this pandemic, as a lot of people are talking about their virtual conferences and how to connect virtually. But going back to it, if, if you're on LinkedIn or you're on these sites and you get tagged and someone asks you a question, don't ignore it. That means they want to engage with you. They want to talk to you. They're not just doing it to tag you. So I, I thought about that, Lee, is because over the last few weeks, you've tagged a lot of good people that I've known, right? Or that I know and I'm connected with on LinkedIn. 
uh, questions. I've shot some good responses off and I bring that up because it does. It comes back through to relationships. And Lee said it a thousand times already on this call today is about building those relationships, getting to know people. And I, I think that's what Grow Connect's about. It's about making that first step in the relationship building process and then building from there, right? Hence grow and then connect, right, Lee? So Lee, I do appreciate you coming on the show today. If anybody does want to reach out, sign up for Grow Connect or get a hold of you, how, how can we do that? Uh, my email is, uh, uh, on the site. Uh, they can reach out directly to me at info at growconnect.com. Uh, if there's somebody that's interested in multiple memberships, they can reach out to my sales team. And that again is on the site sales at growconnect.com as well. And we're responsive. You know, that's one of the things that we will always be as responsive. I think that's important. Well, heck, 100% in today's day, you have to be. I mean, you can't go without a text message or a LinkedIn message or an email without responding in a few minutes because if you don't, guess what? You're going to get another one within an hour saying, hey, are you there? What's going on? Because everybody knows we're all at home or you know, some of us are just in the office um, during this pandemic. So, Lee, I do want to appreciate you coming on the show today, talking about Grow Connect, talking about how you unite our industry and build positive relationships. So Lee, again, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Now let's hear from our partners. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. Ag tools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360 degree decision making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now back to our show. It's always great to hear from AgTools, our choice partner, as well as Lee Seward from Grow Connect. So next, we are going to talk to our fancy partner, Niels Goldschmidt, the CEO of Terra Exports. Hey, Niels, welcome to the show today. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me. No, great man. I'm glad you are here. It is a time where we get to recognize our fancy partner, man. And I'm truly excited that when we first connected, Dude, we connected over tattoos. Let's be real here. Let's tell the industry how we connected, man, because that's what it's about. It's about relationships, dude. And we actually connected because I believe you reached out. Uh, it, was a, it was probably almost a year ago, maybe more than that. But you were like, hey, dude, love what you're doing. Also love the tattoos. And we connected on Facebook. And really, that's kind of how our relationship started. That's 100%. I saw you and I saw you put something on there. And I'm like, wait, who's this guy? It's a podcast. He's doing cool things. And and I started seeing um, tattoos on you, and I'm like, whoa, this is right up my alley. And then we started talking about <laughs> what type of ink you got, and what, are you a black and gray guy? Are you a new school guy? That was, that was quite cool. I haven't met a lot of people in the industry that fit that, that description. So, yeah, that was exciting. Man. Uh, dude, I'm totally on board with you. It's, like you. it's few and far between. And when you get some guys that are tatted up and have this different uh, culture in them, it's like you do. You're like, wait, that's kind of my culture. And, and really, 
I'm going to throw this out here and I know it's kind of set up like this, but that's Terra exports, man. One thing that has been attracting to me is that your diversity in people and the countries that you're in, dude, it's, it's amazing. It's astonishing right out the bat, dude. I got to say it. Appreciate that. I'd say diversity is probably our biggest strength. Um, I was just counting it yesterday. We got 21 different nationalities at our company. And right now we're uh, about 35 people. We'll be 37 soon. We couple got a couple of new ones coming on. But diversity has been such an asset for us. I, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's Terra Experts. That's what I want people to, to think about. You know, it's Terra Experts. Terra Experts is diversity. That's what we are. That's true, man. Well, uh, along with all the products that you guys do, it is, it, it's pretty cool. And that's why I'm glad you guys became a fancy partner. And when we first started talking about this, we really wanted to get to know each other. And that's what we did. So again, let's talk a little bit about, though, about Terra Exports. Okay. It's your eighth year anniversary. Am I right? Eight years. Round of applause, baby. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Eight years anniversary, I mean, 60, over 65 countries, over 26 languages spoken in the, in, in the organization. Dude, how excited are you? I mean, seriously, talk to give a little bit of up kudos to your company, man. I mean, seriously, talk to me about Terra Exports. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a dream come true, man. I mean, I always knew I wanted to be an international business and started this thing from scratch. Just me working on my, my little condo uh, eight years ago, and we've grown today to to what, eight divisions worldwide, almost 40 people on the team, so many different nationalities. It's just, it's mind blowing. And, and a lot of people say, oh dude, you're, you're such a visionary, you're this and that. And I'm like, nah, dude, I stopped being important in this company after like the third year. This, all the credit, everything goes 100% to the team. It's, it's such an incredible group of people, man. So impressed. Dude, and that's what it's about too. It, you know, especially during COVID, it is a very hard time for a lot of people in the produce and supply chain industry and to be able to have people, right? Your employees that are your stronghold and your leaders during this time is epic because listen, we all want to hire smarter people than ourselves because that's, what's going to make us successful, right? Nils, you know, the old, the old saying it's like, and I believe it was Steve jobs. Uh, we don't hire people to tell them what to do. We hire smart people so they can tell us what to do, right? And I think you're living that motto a little bit. hundred uh, percent. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it, it, sometimes it hurts my ego to say, I'm, I honestly think I'm kind of dumb, man. Like I, I, I just keep hiring people that are, that just like you said, so much smarter than me. And it's, it's, it's awesome because at the end of the day, they're driving the company and they do everything much better than I ever did it. Like, if you put me in any position in the company, like, I've done the job, but I probably suck at it, man, to be honest with you. And I just try to find people that are not a little bit better, but 10 times better than me. And, and that's why we're doing as well as we are, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I follow Gary V. If you follow Gary V, he talks about that as well. He, he said one time uh, in an interview, he goes, Listen, he goes, I wouldn't even get past the application process for my company. He goes, that's how important my employees are. He goes, I don't think my employees would hire me. And I laughed at that because I, I always used to think, come on, man, you would want your own company to hire you. You would want that. But it is the truth when you have someone in the visionary, the innovative, the creativity, the entrepreneurial side of things, you know, um, your, your organization's people are your importance you know your leaders you got to look to that 
So then the CEO, and we say that with all lower caps, um, yeah. we, you know, uh, that, that's the person that's going to be, like I said, innovating, creating the culture, creating the company, creating these visions. And then, like I said, all your leaders, right? Then they're just going to be exploding that vision, that mission over time. It might take time, right? Eight years later, but like you said, from the third year, you knew that the last five years, you've been developing people to be leaders in the produce and supply chain industry. And that's my main role at the end of the day. All I am is I'm trying to cater to my leadership team and to the entire company. I'm just trying to give them a little bit of a, of a, of a goal to shoot for, of a vision that we want to achieve. We want to be one of the top 10 produce companies in the world. And you know, it's, it's my, uh, my mission to communicate that to them and almost stay out of the way and, and let them do all the work. I got to say, I'm the least important person in my company. That's why I don't like CEO in caps. I always use lowercase when I, when I put my title anywhere. I don't even like that name, to be honest with you, but I got to put something on there. And, and, and yeah, and, and I, I tell my team, like, guys, it may take up 100 years to get to, to, to being one of the top 10 produce companies, and I may be dead. I mean, we all may be dead by then, but that's a little bit of the mentality for us. We go out there every day, and, and we may have started fifth division soccer or whatever you want to call it, but every day for us, it's almost like we're out there on the final of the World Cup. Today, we may be second division lead, whatever. But we're going to get to that final of the World Cup and we'll get to our goal. Yeah, it may take a long time, but that's, that's our, our mindset. Uh, I love it. So, so I, you know what? I'm going to throw a crazy question in here. So you're a soccer guy? You know what? I uh, grew up um, in Chile. So came over here when I was uh, what, 18, 19 years old. So, yeah, I am a soccer guy. Uh, now being in the U.S. for so long, for about 20 years, I'm 39 now. Uh, yeah, all about sports and, and, and paying attention, a lot of attention to what's going on. My wife is a massive fan of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, so I guess by, by default, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, of the Golden Knights, too. Oh, so man. I'm all about, I love sports. I love sports, but even bigger than that for me, music, Patrick, I, I, I know I've told you, I play bass in a rock band. We play covers in dive bars all around town, and, and, and that's my passion, other than produce. Love having a passion on this side. Something something I I, I almost force my team to have like don't don't live to work like work to live and have a passion on this side like do something you love it doesn't have to be produce like we all can live our, our, our own separate lives from work you know oh dude for sure and, and you know i bring up the soccer thing because i'm a huge soccer fan if anybody that knows me i'm a huge soccer fan i'm an lafc fan out in los angeles obviously coming from my home state of california everybody tries to get me they're like oh you should get into the you know, the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And I'm like, eh. I'm like, eh, I like my LAFC. I, I get to go, you know, back pre COVID, I was able to go to the uh, Orlando city stadium and see LAFC play a couple times. So yeah, man, huge. Uh, I'm a huge Tottenham hot Spurs fan as well. Nice. So yeah, dude, I'm a, I could, I could talk soccer and I, I keep telling everybody, I mean, I'm 35 and I tell everybody, I was like, if I could find like a, you know, a, a four on four or a little five on five league. I would so go and, and exercise and play some soccer. I just haven't found it yet. And I'm going to, I keep telling myself before I'm 40, I'm getting back into playing <laughs> indoor club or I'm going to get into uh, outdoor, you know, four on four or five on five. And I agree with you on the music. I was playing a little event sevenfold before, uh, before it started. I had a little nice right. welcoming music. So I'm with you, dude. I'm so with you. And I think that's, I think that's why we kind of connected and why we're doing the things that we're doing. And in the upcoming months, we're going to have a lot of cool people on the show. We're going to have subject matter experts. 
We're even going to have some upcoming webinars that's going to feature Terra Exports as well. So there's a lot of cool things that we are building together on this podcast and on this show. It's not just about advertising. It's just not about a new way of marketing, but it's about a new level of transparency and communication. You know, and I believe that as we go through this COVID-19 pandemic, whether it ends today or tomorrow, there's going to be new ways of creating relationships. And we believe that connecting with you over this podcast is a better way to get to know us, our industry, and all the people that work within our produce and supply chain industry. So, Niels, I got to thank you so much uh, for, one, becoming a fancy partner on the show and really just starting a relationship and being part of the future. Patrick, no, let me, let me say, you're such a visionary, man. Just the thought of saying, dude, we need a podcast in this industry. There's such a need for it. I, I wish I would have thought about it. I'm, I'm just so impressed. Uh, so many other industries have this thing going on. I, while I work out, I'm always listening to podcasts. And man, you, you just hit it in the nail, dude. Um, love what you're doing. Thank you for letting us be a part of this thing. Uh, super excited to, to watch the, the, the podcast grow into the future. And you're just going to become the, the number one name, the top celebrity in the produce industry, man. Everybody's going to know your name. Everybody's going to want to come on this podcast, dude. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I, we, we hope to talk with real people with real talk, right? I mean, that's the goal here. We want to make it to where this is a you know real conversation, like if we were talking in a public forum, right? We're not going to tell you what to say or how to say it. But yeah, we want to have constructive conversation that talks about our industry, how to make it better, opportunities. I mean, the supply chain. I mean, how crazy is it that this year you've been seeing so much media on produce and supply chain that you ever have before? Well, guess what? It's our turn to tell the story, right? 100%, man. Um, let's not let other, other outlets do it for us and let's do it ourselves, right? That, that's got to be the way to go. And that's, like you said also, Let's not uh, come in here and just say, hey, I can send you a load of avocados. Yo, I got some mangoes, whatever the hell for you. Let's just talk about the industry and let's all get to know each other. I think there's so much value in what you're doing. Man. For sure, man. I, and, I, and I do thank you for much. Thank you so much. It's not just a sell, 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 sell attitude because it, during this COVID time, the buying and the selling, it's been so different. So, hey, Nils, if, if anybody wants to reach, though, Terra Exports without going on the produce industry uh, podcast, because I blast on social media about our partners already, but if, if anybody wants to get a hold of Terra Exports, if they're interested in learning more about you, where, where can they find you? Well, check out our website, terraexports.com. Um, also on LinkedIn, we're quite active on LinkedIn. Anybody needs me directly, it's Nils at terraexports.com. Happy to connect with me and, or anybody else from our team. Um, yeah, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and all those things. We're thinking of getting a TikTok going, Matt. So that'll be uh, fun. Oh, shoot. TikTok. If it's not banned, if it's there, do it. Okay. I had to delete it because my daughter would steal my phone and go on TikTok. And next thing you know, my daughter would be doing the dance. Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, what the heck is going on? I had to delete it. And I had it for my business, but she was stealing the phone, watching everything else. Patrick, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I got to interrupt you. I'm not buying it. I think it's you. You're going on that TikTok and you can't disconnect, <laughs> dude. It happened to me, bro. I'm going to admit it. I downloaded TikTok on my phone. I started like, just for that. I'm like, what's this about? And then next thing I know, an hour has gone by and I'm like, holy shit, what am I doing? You know, I'm just looking at, at people dancing and doing weird things. 
Yeah, definitely. I got I got to get rid of it. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the uh, it's the black hole of your day. And I, and I I'm serious. If you get into this and you're a TikTok watcher, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you all of a sudden get sucked in to 15 seconds of a hundred different items. And and this is interesting because this, it is a good way to market though, Niels, and it's a good point too because TikTok can get you to audiences that you've never seen or heard of before. And they also, the, the average TikTok user is between the ages of 15 and 17. And then the oh, next wow. average is between 18 and 21. That is the alpha generation. That is a generation that is gonna have purchasing power over the next five years, if not now, coming from their parents. And this is what I tell everybody. Here, I'm gonna leave you with this. Everyone is a consumer, including your two-year-old, including your five-year-old, and including your eight-year-old. Just because they don't have jobs, they have money, they're still going in the store and saying, I want that, I want this, I look at this. They're seeing what they want, and they're telling you. That's still a consumer knowledge or purchasing power, because once mom or dad buys that, boom, it's considered purchasing power, right? Even wow. though the money is coming from the mom, it's still coming from the child's mind of what they want and what they yeah. want to see inside their homes, right? So I will leave you with that today. Nils, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for being a fancy partner and we will see you next month. Patrick, I love it. You're next level with all that tech stuff. Man. I, I'm just a rock and roll guy. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. We'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. Appreciate the time. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.